The glass doors slid open and we walked in. Before my feet even entered the store, I was repeating the same phrase over and over. I will not spend money. I will not spend money. I will not spend money. I was with two friends and we had stopped by Ulta, one of my favorite beauty stores. One friend we were with needed to grab a few items and the other was excited to look around. I had full confidence that I'd stay strong until I walked down the nail polish aisle and then the eyeshadow aisle. One by one, I started picking items up. Little by little, the phrase I had been repeating completely disappeared. I like to think that what came next was a shock to me, but honestly, it had happened time and time again. I stood at the counter with my stomach in knots as the lady behind the register rang up each item. I had easily spent over $50 that I hadn't even planned to spend. At that moment, I was overcome with emotions, shame, guilt, excitement, the desire, the desire to have all the things in the store. I handed over my credit card and walked out the doors. My friends had no clue that inside I was fighting an internal battle all within the past 25 minutes. If you've ever been in a situation like this, then let me tell you there's hope for you. If you've ever felt those same emotions while buying something that you know deep down that you can't afford, then you're in the right place. The good news is that you can make amazing progress to combat impulse spending. I'm speaking from experience here. But the work that it takes is deeper than just unsubscribing from store emails. Hey there, my name is Allison Baggerly, creator of Inspire Budget, and I'm on a mission to help women live their best life and reach their money goals. Join me here for inspiring conversations to help you learn more about budgeting, saving money, paying off debt, and investing for your future. You'll be hearing not only from me, but others along the way that have a story and a voice to share. Let's dive in. Now, before we dive into how to handle impulse spending, we need to recognize that spending money isn't bad and it isn't good. It just is. I think that so often our past money stories that we have in the past have told us that spending money is bad. Don't spend money. Um, And I think a lot of it comes from our childhood and our past experiences. If you grew up in a home where there wasn't a lot of money to spend, then it then spending money seems like a bad thing to do. We don't want to do that, right? So it's very important to know that spending money just is. It's okay to spend money. However, somehow and sometimes we fall into these harmful habits of spending money instead of helpful habits of spending money. And impulse spending is a harmful habit, especially if it means that we're not reaching our money goals, especially if it derails us from our money goals. So before we dive into how to actually handle impulse spending and how to get to the root issue of it and deal with it for good, right? We have to talk about what is it? What is impulse spending? Well, Impulse spending is just spending money that was unplanned. It's when you spend money without thinking so that you can fulfill an emotional need that has been unmet. I'm going to repeat that. It is spending money unplanned so that you can fulfill usually an emotional need that has been unmet. And I think sometimes we are blind to the fact that there is an emotional need that has been unmet and we don't even realize it. So it's, for example, you might be spending money because you're mad, sad, glad, bored, stressed, anxious, happy, or even having some FOMO feelings. Like you don't want to miss out, maybe some jealousy. If 
you have ever spent money or if you have ever noticed a pattern of spending money impulsively, unplanned, because of these emotions, then you're in the right place. We're going to be talking about it. So how do we conquer impulse spending? How do we do something that, you know, if you're 35 years old, you might have been impulse spending for the last 20 years or the last 15 years. You might be in these habits, in these patterns of impulse spending, and it might just be something that you do without even thinking about it. You you might feel like you have no control. Well, here's the good news. The good news is you can have control over your spending. The bad news is that you are going to be rewiring all of these past experiences and all of these past habits and that will take time. We can't just snap our fingers and say, I'm not gonna impulse spend anymore because then what usually happens is we deprive ourselves completely of everything and we end up binging and spending even more. Um, So the first thing that we need to do when it comes to conquering impulse spending is to find the patterns. Every person is going to be different on this. And so this is where you actually have to sit down and think through the patterns of your spending. Where is it that you find yourself wanting to spend money unplanned? Take some time and actually go back and think about maybe the, you know, wait, even if you go through your check checking account and you look, open up your bank app and you look at the past two months worth of, of transactions and figure out Where did you spend money unplanned? And think about what was happening in those moments. I know that for me personally, my first time of realizing that I truly struggled with impulse spending, and let me be the first one to say, I did not deal with it at this time. But the first time that I realized it was when I was in college. When I was in college, I used spending money as a reward for uh, good grades and for celebrations, I would go to the mall. That was my place. My place of choice was the mall. And I would go to the mall and I would spend maybe $25 to $50 to reward myself for uh, good grades, for getting, you know, if it was an award, for just maybe something exciting coming up. However, on the flip side, I also went to the mall and I would spend money when something sad would happen. If I bombed a test, I would lift my spirits by going to the mall and spending money. If my boyfriend broke up with me, I would lift my spirits by going to the mall and then maybe getting a pedicure. So for me, my pattern was whenever I had strong emotions, strong emotions led to impulse spending for me. Your patterns might be stress and anxiety. That's a strong emotion. It also might just be apathy or boredom. When you're bored, you feel like, oh my gosh, my life feels very boring in this moment. What can I do to make it exciting? And sometimes we tend to spend money. So I want you to spend time to actually figure out the patterns. And even if this means grabbing a paper and pencil and just journaling and writing out, where are the patterns in my spending so that we can move forward. Because if you don't know the patterns, if you can't see what's happening and what's causing you to impulse spend or maybe what that trigger is, what the trigger is, then we can't really deal with it. And just unsubscribing from store emails or waiting three days, those are very surface levels ways of dealing with impulse spending. And we wanna really deal with the real problem at hand so that way you can fix the problem and not have to deal with impulse spending for years to come. 
Once we deal with the patterns and we're able to identify the patterns with our impulse spinning, we know when we are impulse spinning, it's time to deal with why we are impulse spinning or get down to the root issue. The only way to truly stop impulse spending is to get down to that root end issue. And chances are you're spending money unplanned because of something deeper. A lot of times it goes back to maybe years past where we created these habits and now it's just this thing that we do. It's what we rely on to bring us joy, to make us happy, to lift our spirits. What are you feeling when you are impulse spending? What is the emotion you are trying to receive? A lot of times we are spending money based off of emotions. We just talked about, we just talked about how whenever I was in college, I would impulse spend whenever I got a bad grade. I would make myself, I would seek out happiness and make myself happy because in that moment I was disappointed in myself and my college grade. And so therefore I would try to immediately replace that emotion with, with spending money, which brought me this rush of adrenaline, this like dopamine hit. But why am I, why am I struggling with that? It was, it was because I wasn't willing to sit in the uncomfortable feeling of having that bad grade because in that moment I felt like a failure and I didn't want to sit in the feeling of feeling like a failure. Like I'm just going to own it. I'm going to own that that's why. That's why it was. And why is it? Because I was giving my identity to my college grades instead of finding my identity and just who I am. Knowing that those college grades weren't a direct reflection on if I'm a failure or if I'm successful and that I can be successful even if I get an F on a test one time in college. But instead of being able to own that and think through that and realize that I'm still, you know, a wonderful person and I not have my identity rooted in those grades. I couldn't deal with that at the time. I don't think I was mature enough to realize it because I was unhappy and dealing with that and I couldn't make myself happy. I couldn't work through my own feelings. I turned around and spent money. Why is it that you're struggling with impulse spending? Do you struggle with impulse spending because you struggle to show yourself love? Are, are you not, are you not loving yourself? So therefore you're turning to other things to show yourself love, like spending money or eating. Do you spend money impulsively because you feel a lack of purpose? I mean, I think that that's very common to feel like, well, I don't feel like I have purpose in this world and that's a depressing thought. And so we spend money. How do and, and then ask yourself, are you just struggling with contentment? Contentment in your current life, loving your current life, even when it might not be this picture perfect Instagram worthy life, which by the way, no one's is. What it comes down to is there is a reason why you are struggling with impulse spending and it's likely bigger than simply buying what you want in the moment. One of the hardest things with impulse spending is that you're going to have to get down to that root issue. And once you have the root issue, you need to do the work there. You need to do the work to find happiness and peace and deal with those problems that maybe you have been avoiding and using money to avoid those problems. And when you can deal with those problems, then you're no longer going to be tempted to treat those problems with money. So think of it as my son had a broken arm 
And I try to treat that broken arm with a Band-Aid or just giving him Tylenol instead of taking him to the doctor to get it fixed and put it in a cast and, and take the necessary precautions, right? The necessary steps. If I continue to just put a Band-Aid on it and give him Tylenol, it's not going to get better. It's going to continue to hurt. Are you willing to do the work to think about what is the root issue of why you are tempted to spend money or overspend or turn to money when you are mad, when you are glad, when you are sad, when you're stressed, when you're anxious, when you're bored, when you're jealous, are you willing to deal with that issue so that for the remainder of your life, whenever those feelings do come up, you can truly deal with them in the moment instead of just putting a bandaid on them and spending money to get this emotional, this immediate emotional response of happiness that honestly does not last and can lead to debt. My third tip for dealing with impulse spending, once you have identified your patterns, once you have dealt with your why, is to question your thoughts. And I first learned about this truly from Byron Katie. Um, She has an amazing book. She's on podcasts, you've got to listen to her stories. Incredible. But what I learned through reading her book and going through therapy is that our thoughts can lie to us. I literally used to believe that if it entered my brain, it meant it was true. And I look back now and I'm like, what? That is nonsense. Our thoughts can lie to us. And a lot of times we believe our thoughts because we believe they are true if they're in our mind. And sometimes these thoughts, these lies can lead to impulse spending and going into further debt. But the bad news is they're going to lie to you. Your thoughts, the ideas floating around in your head can lie to you. However, the good news is that you are in control of your thinking. You can actually control the thoughts that enter your mind. It's not always easy. And if you've been thinking these thoughts and believing these thoughts into your mind for years on end about yourself, then it's going to take time, patience, and practice to control those thoughts and realize what is true and what is a lie. So I just want to give you some examples. I've had, a, I've worked with a lot of women that have told me that because they have debt, they believe these things about themselves. They believe that they are dumb. They believe that this makes them a bad mom or a bad wife. They believe that they are failing their children because in the past they racked up student loan debt because they didn't know any better, because no one was willing to teach them. I've had women reach out to me and say that they believe that even it means that they won't ever be able to find a partner because who would want to date someone or be in a relationship with someone who has this debt. These thoughts that enter their mind, they are believing them, thinking they are true when in fact they are just lies entering their mind. But when you believe it, it completely changed the way you can, can change the way you handle your money, you handle your finances. How do we take back control of these thoughts? How do we control them? Well, Byron Katie has a list of questions to ask yourself, and I'm just going to give you a couple of them. The first thing is when a thought enters your mind, you have to ask yourself, is it true? Is it true? So for instance, if the thought is you are terrible with money, you're terrible at managing money, you are in debt, you struggle with impulse spending, you can't seem to control it, you are terrible with money, right? If that is your thought, you are terrible with money, ask yourself, is it true? Is it 100% true? Well, no, We don't know it's true. That's not true. That's just your feelings. That thought is a feeling. 
It doesn't mean you were terrible with money. And then the second thing is, how do I treat myself or what emotions arise when I believe that thought? Well, I don't know about you, but I would just feel really bad. How do you treat yourself? I would be beating myself up. I would be sitting in this pool of shame and guilt. I would be believing that I will never amount to anything financially. I will never be able to reach my money goals because I am terrible with money. And then who would you be without the thought? Who, what type of person would you believe if that thought never entered your mind? Well, I think I would feel more confident. I think I would feel like, like I have this path that I could follow to reach to financial success, even though I have debt or even though I struggle with impulse spending, right? So we have to ask ourselves, when a thought enters your mind, is it true? How do I treat myself when those emotions arise and who would I be without that thought? And when I work with women who tell me that they're battling these thoughts every single day, multiple times, 20, 30, 40, 50 times that come into their head where they're talking to themselves about money, what I tell them to do is to recognize that thought and tell themselves this thought does not serve me. It does not belong here. And every single time that thought enters your mind, you say, this thought does not serve me. It does not belong here. So when you're scrolling Instagram and you see someone on vacation and you don't have the money to go on vacation, but you're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, their life is so much better than mine because they're on vacation. You tell yourself, this thought does not serve me. It does not belong here. Because when we're able to question our thoughts, when we're able to really know that our thoughts lie to us and that we can choose what we think about, then we can conquer and deal with those root issues. We can deal with those root issues and in turn conquer impulse spending. And here's the deal though, when you when you question those thoughts and you choose not to spend money to deal with those thoughts, so you have a negative thought, maybe you usually go to spending money as a way to get this, this quick jolt of happiness, when you question that thought and you choose not to use money as the band-aid, it means you're going to have to sit in that thought. You're going to have to sit in those uncomfortable feelings for a period of time. I've heard people say, oh no, just, just let the thought go and, and, it, and it won't harm you and, and just completely ignore it. And that's sometimes not always the case. That sometimes feels impossible. And it's okay to sit in that uncomfortable feeling and feel your feelings when you're dealing with impulse spending. When you are spending money because you are sad about something, you are sad about something that's going on in your life, you are sad about a friendship that you had an argument with a, with a spouse or a friend or someone in your relationship, when you have those feelings of sadness, it's okay to sit in those feelings and feel those feelings. It's when we try to mask those feelings and put a bandaid on them by spending money that we end up with these habits that are harming us and not helping us. So what we have to do is replace these harmful habits of going to spending money or eating or whatever it is that you're trying to no longer sit in that uncomfortable space, we need to replace those harmful habits with helpful habits. And the helpful habits looks like identifying, owning the feelings you're having, owning the thoughts, owning the struggles, and then questioning your thoughts. Questioning your thoughts on, is it true? How do I treat myself? Or what emotions arise 
when I believe that thought and who would I be without the thought? Because so often what I have found just with my own personal experience and working with hundreds of other women is that it's easy to spend money when you're not owning your feelings. So I want to encourage you to replace those harmful habits with helpful ones instead. Okay, so sometimes you're going to impulse spend. There's going to come a time when, you know, you just can't fight it and you do impulse spend. And you might be thinking, am I a failure? What does this mean? No, we're all human. There is going to be times whenever you spend money unplanned, when you spend money impulsively, when you spend money because of your emotions. I do it. You're going to do it. It does not make you a failure. It means you are human. However, there are some things that you can do afterwards. There are some questions you can ask yourself to help you kind of break down exactly what happened and figure out what you're going to do next. So what I like to do is think about, okay, well, what did I buy? What was the item I bought? What was I feeling right before I bought that item? So let's say that I ended up buying spent impulsively, not in my budget, not planned, maybe something from Target that would make my home pretty. Okay, well, what was I feeling before I bought the item? Well, I was feeling like my home wasn't pretty uh, because I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw someone's beautiful house and it just looked perfect and I realized that my house just doesn't have look as pretty as I want it to be. So therefore, I turned around and I bought this home decor piece from Target. Then I asked myself, Do I, did you try to resist the impulse purchase? Did you even try? Did you sit down and question, well, this person's life is a highlight reel. My house is beautiful. Here are all the things I love about my house. There are different things you can do beforehand to try to combat that desire. And then I like to ask myself whenever I do impulse spend is, am I going to keep it or return it or adjust my budget now? When I spend money unplanned, I feel like I have three options. Keep it and deal with the consequences. Return it and get my money back or adjust my budget. Keep it and deal with the consequences might look like pulling money out of savings to cover it, finding ways to make more money to cover the cost of it, returning it, getting my money back or adjusting my budget, pulling, allowing my budget to be this flexible document that document this flexible plan that can cover those types of things. There are going to be times when you still struggle impulse spending. Does not mean you are a failure. Does not mean you're a bad person. Does not mean you're terrible at managing your money. It does mean that you are human. If you're interested, if you're sitting here thinking, I, I want to dive in deeper. I want to dive in deeper to impulse spending and figuring out how I can truly conquer this, maybe get some journal prompts, get some guidance along the way, then I want to introduce you to my Stop the Swipe course. It's all about how to conquer impulse spending, how to stop that consistent swipe of your debit card or your credit card and get down to the root issue. You can get it by going to inspirebudget.com slash shop or you can click the link below. It's perfect for people who are willing to do the internal work to see results that will last them for years to come, not just unsubscribing from emails and waiting three days. They want to see lasting change in those habits. They wanna replace those harmful habits with helpful habits.
One of the things I love to do on these solo episodes is to answer a question from Instagram. I get a lot of questions from Instagram and I cannot always answer them all. So I thought it would be fun to pull this one. This is one that I think that a lot of people are wondering about right now. They're all asking about it. This is from Monica. She says, we have $14,000 saved, but we are not investing. How do we start? How much should we invest? So a lot of people I've noticed this year in particular are really interested in investing. And I think it goes hand in hand with getting some stimulus money back from the government, getting your tax refund. And so all of a sudden you have this almost this influx of money and you're thinking, what do I do with it? So it sounds like Monica has her emergency fund covered. I'm guessing that $14,000 is her three months worth of expenses. And she's sitting here thinking, we're not investing. So how do we start? So I would start personally by if you are have an employer that's offering you a 401k and a 401k match, I would sit down and choose which fund you want to invest in. See if there are any index funds in that 401k plan and invest in that. Make that this, you know, automatic withdrawal from your check that you that way you don't even get to see it. I would contribute up until the match. A lot of companies will match how much that they are a certain, up to a certain percentage. So it's awesome because that is literally free money. They are giving you some of their money to invest. So you definitely want to take it. Then she asked how much should we invest and how do we start, right? How do we start? So the first thing, like I said, figure out if you have a 401k, if there's a company match. The rest, when it comes to how much should we invest, that's truly like a very, very personal thing because I don't know how old Monica is. I don't know, you know, do they have any other pensions? Do they have any other money in a 401k? You really have to know yourself and your financial situation very well. How do we start? Well, I would also start by learning more about investing. If you're not investing, it's probably because you don't know how to, or you might feel like it's overcomplicated and you need to hire out. That's what my husband and I used to think. We used to think that investing was above our heads and we needed to hire it out to someone. We actually hired a financial planner and then after a while we fired him because we realized that this is something we can do. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. So if you want to learn how to invest, if you want to learn more about investing and be able to make those important decisions like where do you start, what should you invest in? How much should you be investing each month so that you can retire and feel comfortable, live a comfortable life? Then I want to introduce you to my friend Jeremy's course, How to Invest in Index Funds, or I think it's called How to Build Wealth by Investing in Index Funds. I've written a whole course review. I've gone through the course. It's incredible. I used to be a teacher and I really, I was a teacher for 10 years. I like the way he teaches this course. It is very hands-on. It is very step-by-step, breaks it down so that way any anyone who's going through this can understand this course. I'm talking like a high school kid can understand this course, which I think it, it should be seen by high school kids. So if you're interested in learning more about that course, you can go to inspirebudget.com backslash invest. It is really wonderful and it is very budget friendly, which I love. It is not, um, I think it's his normal price is $79. So it's super budget friendly, very, very helpful. It will help you, Monica, know how to start investing, feel more comfortable with it, 
and knowing how much you should invest so that you don't necessarily hire someone and then have all of these high fees that really take away from your wealth building possibilities. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Inspire Budget Podcast. I would love it if you would leave a rating or a review that really helps Apple Podcasts see that people are enjoying the show and it'll actually push it out to other people. I really truly hope that this episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. Bye for now. 